Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Special Issue, Wiley's podcast about society publishing. This month, we're going to dip into a world that may be a little bit unfamiliar for some of you, corporate journal sales. Historically, the most successful journals and societies when it comes to corporate sales were in the health sciences. In the last few years, though, we've made some changes to how we work in the pharmaceutical industry in particular to create more opportunities to increase corporate sales for more journals. As the world becomes ever more digital and how people consume content does too, there are more opportunities than ever to engage with a journal's readers. That also means there are more opportunities to create a really compelling value proposition for a corporate partner. Gavin Sherrick, Senior Director of Business Development and Operations at Wiley, explained how his teams are finding success with corporate partners at the 2019 Wiley Society Executive Seminar in London as part of a number of short talks on developing alternative society or journal revenue. Here's Gavin to tell you more. Normally when I speak about corporate sales, I speak to a health sciences audience um, where corporate sales is understood and generally the conversation revolves around how the pharma industry is changing, how budgets are moving from promotion to medical and scientific affairs, how there's a bigger need of ROI, return on investment when we're working with industry, and how we're adapting to that change. Now, I'm well aware that more than 50, 60% of the room here is not involved in health sciences. So what I'd like to focus on in the next seven or eight minutes is how we've, the adaptations we've made to how we work with industry in the pharma world, in the pharmaceutical industry, how we're using those to actually open up opportunities um, outside of health sciences and what they look like. So traditionally, when I'm working with journals and societies outside of health sciences, and they're talking to me about how to increase corporate sales, they're really thinking about how to bring some advertising to their journal. And I would contend that that is the wrong thing to do, the wrong thing to focus on, because they may think that it's a quick win. In reality, it's not. In many cases, it's not even a slow win. It's not a win at all. It's not going to happen. So what we should be doing is looking for opportunities where a corporate entity gains a bigger return on investment um, and that your readers gain value as well. It's a bit, we're moving into a a situation where it's a bit like guerrilla warfare. We're looking for the opportunities. The focus is looking for the opportunity and then maximizing that opportunity. So this is how it works. Ingredients for success when working with corporates, there's four things that we focus on. The first one is there has to be some level of corporate interest in your market. If there aren't corporate spending in some form, whether it's with your journal, with the society, or generally with your members engaging with that community, then you're not going to summon up money out of nowhere. But if the money is being spent but just not with your journal, there could be opportunities. You need a solution-focused sales team. We've spent the last four years at Wiley adapting and training our sales team to move from transactional-based to account management solution-focused. And I'll explain how that works in a minute. You need a better understanding more and more of your end-user demographics. You need to know who your members are, who your readers are, uh, what they're looking for, because that's what corporates are looking for. They're looking to get much more targeted in their messaging. And you need a a vehicle to deliver that message, and that's something that's really evolved over the last couple of years. The big focus now is return on investment for corporates, and to get return on investment, you have to engage the people that they're looking to get their message to. So, how do you deliver that message? Well, that's really adapted over the last four or five years. 
and all the big publishers now will have a number of different ways um, that they can work to solve the, the problems of corporates in a much more sophistic sophisticated way than they used to, which was reprint, advertising, and supplements. So let me tell you how this is going to, to all come together. I could have chosen any number of examples. We have hundreds of them. Um, I've chosen one that's very simple, it's very generic. The solution offered that I'm going to talk about is not actually the message of the story. The message of the story is identifying an opportunity and then being agile, quick enough, and engaged with the corporate um, that you can maximize that opportunity and give value to your readers. If it doesn't give value to your readers, it's not going to be a sustainable opportunity. So, case study. There were some researchers at the Greenwood Genetic Center and the University of South Carolina. They were looking at genetic changes associated with Wardenburg syndrome. They developed a clinical, uh, they published a clinical report um, where they were, they'd identified a deletion in the gene. They'd used the Cytoscan Exxon Suites, which is a thermoscientific uh, product. And this was the first report of this deletion causing a lethal form of Wardenburg syndrome. So that's what happened in the research community. There's no corporate being spoken to at this point. Um, they've done some research and they've published that research as a clinical report. The problem for Wiley was that they published it in the American Journal of Medical Genetics, Part A. Now, that's a Wiley journal, so that's not a problem in terms of the publishing. But the reason that that's a bit of an issue is that the American Journal of Medical Genetics doesn't do any corporate sales because it's not of interest to industry. The reason it's not of interest to industry is that it has a very broad range of readers. And in addition to that, those readers, re readers are geographically diverse. 35% of the readers come from the US, 39% come from Europe, the rest come from the rest of the world. When you're talking to a corporate, when you're talking to a marketer, that is not a good pool of people to um, send your message out to because generally budgets are regional and they're looking to target certain people. They're not looking to target geneticists, pediatricians, counselors, um, biochemists. They want to target single groups. So we've never done advertising uh, on this journal before. Advertising doesn't really work because the return on investment is too broad. So the tra traditional solutions that we could offer corporates, reprints and advertising and supplements, they don't work. Um, reprints don't work because if Firma Scientific bought a load of reprints, they would have no means of getting those reprints into the hands of the people that wanted them because the people that want them and the people that Thermo wants to put them in the hands of are tucked away deep in labs. So they can't get those distributed. So reprints isn't an option. Advertising isn't an option because it's far too of a scattergun approach. If you put an advert in this journal, you're actually paying for people that aren't interested in your ad to watch that, to see that ad. So in terms of a return on investment, even though the ad may be $2,000, the return on investment is going to be very low, so advertising isn't an option. So traditionally, this would be a journal that, that isn't of interest to corporate sales, um, to corporates, so there's no possibility of getting corporate sales off the back of it. However, there was a piece of content, and that piece of content was interested interesting to, to a corporate, even though the journal wasn't, and even though the readership of the journal wasn't. So what we, we have a system now where we're con continually scanning content, looking for opportunities to develop uh, corporate sales opportunities off the back of individual pieces of content. This one happened to come to us. 
The corporate contacted us and asked whether they could make the article open access. We have no problem at all with making articles for corporates open access, and we charge them the same as APC is for anyone else. That's not an issue. But we saw an opportunity of a corporate's asking for it to be open access. We wanted a conversation with them. So we got hold of them and we sat down with them and started to talk about what is it they're trying to achieve and where's the benefit to the corporate, but also where's the benefit to the end user of this research and of the product that the corporate put together. So we came together with a solution. The solution, they, they didn't actually want open access, but they were willing to sponsor free access for 12 months, which is what they did. But they then also paid for an article summary, an infographic, to be put together. The reason that they wanted an infographic is that the end users of the journal, the readers, weren't the people they wanted, but they wanted to be able to push this out through social media channels. Infographics are great shareable pieces of content. So they did that. They did that through their own social media channels, their own website, and they did it through some of Wiley's as well. And in addition, they put together a video abstract, or we put together a video abstract for them. So there was two pieces of shareable content, as we call them, that we could push out through different channels and target the people that they wanted. So the return on investment for the corporate was much higher. The cost of this was 10 times what it would have cost to put an advert into the journal. But the, the difference was the return of in, in, on investment was much, much higher because they were targeting people and they were targeting people with information that they could use very quickly. So if we go back to our ingredients for success, there was definitely corporate interest, but it wasn't in the journal and it wasn't in the readership of the journal. In this particular example, it was in a piece of content in the journal. And this goes back to what I was saying about the guerrilla warfare approach. We're looking for opportunities. It could be a piece of content, it could be a meeting, it could be a journal initiative, it could be a society, educational resource. We're looking for the pieces of, of the points that could be of interest to a corporate that we can maximize on. We had to work with our, our solution-based sales team to go in and talk to the corporate about what would be of interest to the corporate and, and what they were trying to achieve, what were their aims and objectives. We had an understanding of the end user demographics. We would have worked with the corporate to work out what they wanted. We knew they didn't match completely. So then we put through channels and got to the end users they were looking for. And we had the vehicles to deliver the message because we used the infographic and the video abstract. So we gave them return on investment. They were willing to put a lot of money behind it. It was of value to the end users. We always track what the end users think of this. It all goes through the editorial process. So it's a value to the end users because they were trying to, to um, get the message out that this was really important to the research process. And we engaged the end users. I'm not allowed to give you the engagement figures on the infographic and the video abstracts, but I can tell you that they are very high and thermoscientific are very pleased. The case study that Gavin shared is a great example of how thinking about corporate revenue opportunities on the article level, rather than at the journal level, can open up new possibilities. We found that success with corporate partners really does break down into four key ingredients. There has to be some corporate interest in the market, in other words, some money being spent. The sales team needs to be creative and focused on a solution, not on making a transaction. You need to understand your target audience and how best to reach them. And of course, you have to have the channels to reach them there. If you partner with Wiley, you know you already have one of those four, a solutions-focused sales team. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time. For Wiley, I'm Anna Ayler, and you can find more episodes and learn when new episodes are released 
by subscribing in iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can get more news and information on Society Publishing from Wiley on Twitter by following us at Wiley Societies and on our website, wiley.com slash network slash society leaders. Our theme music was produced by Medine, and this episode was edited by Dennis Velasco. Thanks for listening.